0: Hello and welcome to the 37th edition of the Jaguar Report podcast. Is it 37, John? Check me real
1: quick. Yeah, it is 37, It's man. 37. We're, we're like
0: three guesses right in a row.
1: Hey, we're in new digs this time, too. <laughs> we're, you know, coming live from, from StreamYard. You know, this is our uh, guest and I joined a new podcast network, the Fans First Sports Network, a ton of old podcasts. i like SB Nation and, and Vox, etc., but... Yeah, we're now on StreamYard, so no more 30-minute Zoom with us patchworking episodes together, at least. (laughs) Uh, Not not, not for now.
0: They'll still be patchworked in different ways, but
1: (laughs) uh,
0: we're on StreamYard now, so that's pretty cool. And now I'm I'm in the – I was going to say big leagues, but really just full-time now. If you don't have Twitter and don't follow us, then I – I'm happy to share that I'm the new site manager over at Big Cat Country. Uh, Alfie Crow, the longtime manager, is going to be stepping into some kind of retiree role where he writes two opinion pieces a week. And I'm sipping in full time. And so we're going to make this podcast full time. Eventually, it'll be looking really nice and not just kind of put together the last second. But yeah, I'm excited.
1: My ideal scenario is he acts like you're Tom Coughlin and... Yours is Dave Caldwell. He he just he just Who's rules he? with an iron fist. Who's he? He's Tom Coughlin. He's their retiree who is an advisory role. Who he, he's oh. calling the shots. We all know the deal. Okay. We all know the deal. But no, c- congratulations, obviously, to Gus. I mean, Alfie is you know like a Jaguars you know, online legend. Like there wouldn't be like Jaguars websites without Alfie. Carr. I firmly believe I wouldn't have a Jaguars website without Alfie, but Gus, I know you're absolutely going to crush it. I don't appreciate the higher standards that you're setting for this podcast. and no, really. I'll myself, But I'll do the work. Fair That's enough. What for. Fair enough. But Hey, we got Matt, a lot to talk about, man. It's almost draft time.
0: We got a lot to talk about. Uh, the Jags kicked off with their voluntary, off-season workout program on monday and so again voluntary so not every veteran reported one of the veterans that didn't report is tight end evan ingram because he has not signed the franchise tag yet um the team has until july 27th to sign him to a long-term extension instead of him having the tag but until he signs a contract he's not going to be on the field um after Monday, we had some press conferences this week. Wednesday, we had a few players talk, Foyer, Luakon, Trevor Lawrence, and Calvin Ridley. Uh, John, talk to me about the impression Calvin Ridley gave to you and the rest of the media and pretty much all of Jacksonville on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, no, I've been to a lot of press conferences in that room since I started covering the team in 2019. And I've been to... A lot of bizarre ones, you know, <laughs> and I've been to a lot of introductory ones, like first impressions. Right. Calvin Ridley probably had like the best like first impression in terms of press conference. Like I've said, and now I'm even going back to you know, this is obviously nothing against anybody, but you know, even when Trevor got drafted, like Calvin Ridley, I mean, he's just electric personality. It seemed like he's, you know, I, I obviously he's completely, you know, faced the mistakes that he made uh in the last year or so in that player's tribune article but uh, you know he's, he it seems like he has the right perspective on it you know i mean he he made some good points like for a wide receiver why isn't you know this time off especially for a guy who would he was injured a lot at the end of his tenure in atlanta so for a guy who was injured and probably needed some time for his body away from football like it's not a position where i think at all like you should see like a physical drop off and from You know, all reports that he's, you know, electric, you know, a great athlete on the field. His workouts have been good. Uh, Obviously, they're not going through the offense yet. The early stages of of voluntary offseason workouts are literally just like lifting and conditioning and stuff like that. But all indications are that, you know, he's going to be that dude. And he had, you know, I had somebody – Reply to me because I wrote about how good the press conference was, and somebody was like, "It was run-of-the-mill stuff." <laughs> I'm like, "No, I can show you a run-of-the-mill. But you, you, let's go watch some Joe Schobert press conferences, and I'll show you a run-of-the-mill press conference." But that was no run-of-the-mill. Press <laughs> excuse me, I'm feeling a little under the weather. I forgot to add
0: that. i, I felt I so... an excuse out there in the middle or in the beginning.
1: Jeez. My 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 last little Joe Schobert tidbit is he's he's a soldier for that 2020 season, because it was the COVID year, players could really duck the media. Like, a couple of players had to talk each week on Zoom. But, yeah. you know, nobody's going to, like, put them in front of a camera and say, okay, you have to talk. And Joe Sherbert, we talked to him, I felt like, pretty much every week that season. <laughs> he was, like, the only guy who was like, I'll do it. Yeah, when
0: you said I've been in a lot of press conferences in that room, there was definitely some sadness in your tone. Like, oh, man, it's been yeah. a lot.
1: There's... There's been some press conferences in that room,
0: man. I've, I agree with you, Ree Ridley. Like, I feel like word since the trade happened is that he's not just healthy but in great shape, and that's just been kind of continuing to be the word ever since. And he said one of his probably or just his best quote from the press conference was turning to someone in the media and saying, "I'm a 1,400 yard receiver with a broken foot," so just kind of declaring himself he is that guy.
1: Like, what what are your expect like? What are your expectations for him? Say he stays healthy for most of the seasons. About 15 regular season games. You know, everybody has bumps and bruises now and then. Nobody's going to be like, stay healthy all season. 15 games. What do you think he produces next year? Like, Give, give me a number that I can hold above your head. Uh, well, John, you say hot
0: takes matter on this show. So of course they matter. My, one of my hot takes a couple of weeks ago is that Ridley would finish top 10 among all receivers in yards, I think the take was. I mean, I can't say I wrote it down. So, I like it. That's a hot take, though. In terms of realistic numbers,
1: sixteen or seventeen hundred yards and double digit touchdowns. people would. No, you'd have to re-sign him to a big deal after that, right?
0: I mean, yeah. I hope. I would hope so. I'd hope that's like what they're hoping and expecting to. What are you thinking? I didn't even think that was a high of a number.
1: I could have gone higher. No, no, no. Honestly, I think, like, in terms of if this, like, works out, literally the only thing that would keep me hesitant is there are so many mouths to feed in the offense, and their number one, it seems, like, changes weekly, you know, like, based, like, one, on who they're playing, and two, who Trevor, like, who it seems like Trevor's really clicking with that day, you know? Like, it feels like some games is just, okay, this is the this is Trevor's guy for the game, so, I don't think he couldn't reach those numbers like to any fault of his own. It's just, I mean, you know, Kirk's going to get his say Jones is financially obligated to get some targets in there. And of course, you know, Ingram. So yeah, I mean, right. it, it, I, I'd say that's a, like a, like a best case scenario. I like it. Like he he would definitely, you know, be pro bowl, you know, obviously type type season. And he would deservedly yeah. like if, if if they didn't re-sign him, which would be a mistake if he puts up those numbers, but he would at the very least get them a third-round like comp pick because that's like Juwan Taylor money.
0: So I looked it up, in first context, last year Devontae Adams was third in the league with, with 1,500 receiving yards. <laughs> so maybe I'll lessen my take a little bit this time and go with like 1,250, which would still be easily top 10. I think he like easily clears a thousand yards. Though. I don't. Think oh like, yeah, yeah. I, I like we're not going to be like, oh, he only needs this many yards in week sixteen to. Yeah. Get to
1: 1, I think he'll have a thousand yards by like week twelve. Yeah. So he's That's gonna be. Good. We're 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 in
0: agreement there.
1: Yeah. Calvin Ridley really is good at football. the <sighs> Only place you can find those kind of takes right here, mm-hmm. baby. Yeah, we just gotta
0: buy low before. You know, we're smart.
1: Trayvon and dynasty. That's what I just did. Yeah, I mean, it it just like seems obvious that like for like the Jaguars, their entire like off season like kind of hinges like on him and Trayvon Walker. You know, like him being the missing piece for the offense, and Trayvon Walker taking the next step. So they don't look like you know they screwed up the entire pass rush. Mm-hmm. Which by nature, I think that guy's going to get set the ball a lot. Like he he's going to be a good guy who I already know in training camp he's going to have a ton of. There's going to be a ton of big pieces on how well he's doing. He's going to be the number one Jaguar guy drafted. Probably, I mean, I don't follow fantasy close enough. I would guess ETN probably goes pretty high in fantasy, doesn't he? Yeah, and everyone thinks, he's, like,
0: I think people around Jacksonville kind of realize that he's not going to have, like, a bell cow role based on what the team's been doing this offseason. But Wait, I think you a lot of, like, national people are like, oh, yeah, ETN's just the next big thing.
1: You don't think ETN's going to catch 60 passes next year? <laughs>
0: One of my buddies yesterday was like, "I love how ETN can like run and catch the ball, and like how he's kind of dynamic in both areas." I was like,
1: "When does he catch balls? <laughs> Screen passes, baby." <laughs> Even I mean, it's what it, well, he caught thirty-five passes. That's more than I thought. Thirty-five passes like last year. That's yeah. more than I thought. Yeah. So, it, uh, former wide receiver Travis ETN.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, were there any other takeaways you had from the player? press conferences on Wednesday? No, neither did I. <laughs> nah. Yeah. nah.
1: It, like, workouts have just started. You know, they're going to talk about what their set expectations are. I guess the only other noteworthy thing was, Fourier was asked about, like, Devin Lloyd and Chad Mumo and Trayvon Walker getting better in their second years. And he literally was like, they'll be better just because they'll know where to line up. <laughs> and it, like, it, yeah. it, it kind of painted the picture of, like, like, they were really, like, throwing young guys into the fire last year. And you could tell early on. Like, that game against the Eagles had Trayvon Walker in hell in week four. that like mm-hmm. you, you could just tell. Like, their alignments, the, the option, everything they were throwing at him. It, 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 it had him, you know, his mind in a pretzel. And then Devin Lloyd, you know, you could see Fourier having to line him up, you know, during his rough stretch of the year. So, I thought that was probably the most other interesting comment. Yeah. I thought the most interesting thing was just the
0: shirt that Fourier had on. Bob Sutton inspired, baby. Think takeaways. Bob Think Sutton. Takeaways. Do it against someone that's like not Zach Wilson or Davis Mills. And the, then we can talk about takeaway shirts.
1: The most wholesome moment I've seen in the Jaguars locker room is after they beat the Titans. Bob Sutton <laughs> went and grabbed his like 10-year-old grandson and brought him into the locker room to meet Trevor. And the kid uh-huh. was just in awe. And I'm like, he really has no idea his grandpa's. Been doing this make like eighty years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trevor is obviously very cool to the kids. So, but Bob sudden rules. He's 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 a nice guy, and it's like absolutely literally like decades and decades and decades of linebacker experience. And I'll be honest, I don't even remember exactly how he ended up coming to Jacksonville, but right, it worked. Out. It was two years ago. I don't think it was was last year move. I think he came with the Urban Meyer crew. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And he stayed because oh. he was he was the DC of the Chiefs when Doug was the OC there. Mm. Yeah. Nice. All right, well let's move on to the coach
0: and GM presser that happened on Thursday. There was kind of two big nuggets in my opinion. What did you say there was three or four or just the two big ones?
1: I'd say it's probably. Oh, oh, let me hear what, you, what your nuggets are. Well, I, I want to hear your nuggets first, and then All right, I'll well, my let's get my one out of the way, and then we can whittle down to the smaller nuggets. That's yeah, a nugget the, off. The big nugget that Pocky
0: dropped at his press conference was saying that the guys, the Jaguars, have two or three guys that they're hoping fall to twenty-four, and that'll be there for the pick. Um, basically, saying, I think doubling down on two or three guys specifically. Yeah. That. <laughs>
1: Essentially, that's
0: like, how big their list is for guys they
1: really want at 24th overall. Did you Did you catch him and Mark Long when Mark Long followed up? About it? He was like, with three guys, he goes, I it could be Mark four. Long. He's like, no, you said two. <laughs> I mean, Boki tried to like laugh it off. He's like, oh, ah, okay, don't hold it, me to it. it like, just
0: kept on powering through.
1: Like, I, I completely believe that. I mean, Bulky even said, like, he's uh, – go back to – I want to say bulky has been, you know, probably a part of over like 20 drafts in his scouting career at this point. Like, so when he says like, somebody asked him, I think it was Mark long. Like how, like, how do you know the board's going to fall a certain way to where somebody you like is going to be there. He's like, I've been doing this long enough. Like it kind of just, you know, he has a feel for how it's going to go. And I honestly believe that because I mean, some like tropes and stereotypes and drafts are kind of true year in and year out, you know, in most cases, quarterbacks are going to get pushed up the board. Uh, you're going to see pass rushers go early. You know, you're know you going to see a run on offense lineman at some point. So I I, I do think, though, they probably have a pretty good idea of whether or not those guys will be there. And I think he went to say, like, he feels like there's a good chance at least one of them will be there. So it wouldn't surprise me if, say, two of their three guys are not there. My guess on them was Nolan Smith, because most people have told me, no, he doesn't count. He's going to go too high. Maybe he does. You know, Maybe he goes number eight to the Falcons, but... Maybe he is a sub-240-pound pass rusher who never had more than a handful of sacks in a season who also finished last year injured. You know, maybe that guy falls at 24. I know, that'd be crazy, but, you know, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> crazy things have happened. Exactly. And then I think Brian Branch is another one. I mean, that one thing that stuck out to me, uh, Gus, was when he said, you know, they have a good feeling that need is going to meet value at 24 and to me that like scream brian branch you know like that's that's about the value of you know top end nickel you know that part of the draft Uh, it filled their biggest need i loved how he he directly said he wasn't going to say what their needs were (laughs) like like, but i'm gonna be beginning
0: too he's like i'm not gonna get into that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah like the rest of the nfl is on pins and needles about whether the Jaguars need a pass rusher or a nickel cornerback more, but <laughs> I think Branch like would fit that what he was talking about, like the value and need thing to a T. And then yeah. as far as Torrance, again, I think you know, value and need. Uh, they said Ben Barch probably won't even be ready for like they said he won't be ready for the starter training camp, but he's also like uh, ahead in terms of his recovery, which is kind of wild. He got hurt in week five, so that's almost like a year long recovery and like if he wasn't ahead in it like jesus like how long would he be out so right. the fact that he was already kind of an unknown when he got injured i don't know if you can go into training camp with him and you know shatley as your two guys that left guard so i could see them taking torrents there I, they've shown interest in him he would obviously fit the culture he would help the running game a, a good bit and I, I think you've seen enough insiders you know peter schrager said it but also adam kaplan said uh in you know, pro football network and his mock that the people he's been talking to are saying defensive back or offensive lineman. There, I, I know when most people see offensive lineman, they assume tackle, but I really think it could easily be a guard,
0: yeah. And Schrager said so- something pretty much the exact same thing he said, Defensive yeah. back or offensive lineman, not offensive tackle, and not yeah. back is what he said. So,
1: and, and like in terms of like offensive tackle, I really just think that oh, there's gonna be a run on guys. Like, I don't think Garnell's right gonna be there. So, I think the, the guys you'd be left with are Anton Harrison and Matthew Bergeron, but I also think Anton Harrison might be off the board. Like, tackles are going to go tackles are going to flying at, at some point. I, I think at least five will be taken in those first 23 picks.
0: Yeah, Anton Harrison has been in pretty much every single Buccaneers mock at 19, and a lot of their beat reporters are kind of pointing the finger that way, too. And then I agree with you. It seems like it would be a surprise if Wright gets to 24, but – like, I agree with you all the way. When as soon as Balky said two or three guys and he said where value meets need, like, my first two thoughts were Branch and Torrance.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like, Torrance had a combine meeting with them. There's a ton of Jaguars personnel at his pro day at Florida. Uh, Smitter recently said like the Jaguars have significant interest in taking him 24th overall. So, Smitter. there. And then for Branch, uh, Schrager had branch going there matthew freeman who's just like a guy who collects information and does it rather than he has insiders but he's been like the most number one most accurate mock drafter in his most recent mock he had branch going to the jaguars john i don't really talk to you much about your inside information but i do know that you've had branch going to the jaguars four different times this off season in like a pre Mm combine, free agency Something posted today and then the bills, baby. Yeah, there's seven, uh, or just full first round mock. Yeah, like like something else, like the things just keep stacking up for like evidence of
1: Branch being a fit for Jacksonville. I wouldn't be mocking him there if I had heard the Jaguars were like out on him, you know, like there, there was a re like there, there was a reason, like there's reasons, you know, like I mock, you know, certain players where and you know, Branch, I just like he's somebody who they've shown interest in and. I, I don't think Nolan Smith will be there. I do think he'll ultimately get picked at some point before them, But I don't, I don't think it's impossible that he gets there because, yeah. again, you know, small guy, not a lot of production was injured. He could fall. But I do think he probably gets taken before then. Branch, other than Baltimore and maybe Minnesota, I don't know, even Minnesota, I don't I, I don't. I don't know who's taking him. Maybe New England, but that seems like I was going to say New England too, but that's too early. After. That seems like, and I and I think Branch is probably one of the ten best players in the class. It's just I don't think the NFL is taking a small, slow, safety, quote unquote, that early. You know, like We're he's on. a great. He, he's a great football player. He just he like what Derwin James went like sixteenth or seventeenth, right? yeah no like yeah. these 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 guys just don't go high like other than jamal adams going weirdly high like it just it just doesn't happen
0: yeah i was trying to think
1: minka fitzpatrick also went like late he, yeah him. he won the teens yeah and, and minka was a better prospect than branches you know and branch again he's a good prospect like, i i think he like 24 is probably like smack dab where he should be taken in the draft. line. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, like you had said, the first two names that came to mind were Torrance and, and Branch as well. And I saw, what was it, Cam Wolf uh, and Film Network said the same thing. That's right. I I was going
0: to mention that too. So there you go. Three guys, three names. Um, We're going to get yeah. more into the drafts. John did release like a 10-minute podcast today talking about prospects. But we're going to get more to the draft next week.
1: That's right.
0: Conference talk because that's too exciting to
1: pass. (laughs) That's right. Well, hey, give us one minute for hear out our sponsors, and we'll be right back with you.
0: Welcome back to the Jaguar Report podcast. Okay. Second big nugget, John, was Cam Robinson because you asked him, right?
1: About the stuff, yeah I, I, I yeah. I feel like we haven't heard a lot about Cam Robinson, the, Doug Peterson at the combine. Like, he was very vague about Cam Robinson's recovery, and I feel like we just haven't heard a lot about him, you know, from them this offseason. So, I mean, I, you know, it was a meniscus injury. I I, I want to say somebody, whether it was Jeff Loggman or Tony Bazzelli, somebody on, on the radio had implied that the injury was, you know, more serious than, you know, people you know, we're really assuming. Mm-hmm. So I was curious about, you know, okay, is, is he going to be available for the start of training camp? Because you also have, you know, as other people asked Ben Bartsch and Josh Wells also facing injury. That's a lot of injury questions for, you know, you're like, you're like top, like your starters and your top right. deaf linemen. alignment. Yep. And what, what was the exact wording that he said? Like I, I asked him if is cam with his recovery going to be available for the start of training camp. And he said, physically, yes. No, he said from a health standpoint, right? From a health standpoint, yeah, yeah, yeah. From a st- and I don't, I, I don't know what other standpoint there would be. You, know, I, I, I like, I did ask around because you know maybe it was just you know a, a slip of the tongue and he just you know said something awkwardly. But I feel like he's normally pretty deliberate with you know what he says. Yeah, I mean, I did ask around. You know, okay, yeah. It's a potential trade, you know, has, you know, it's just them saying, okay, Walker Littles are left tackle. And I was told absolutely not on, you know, a trade, but I don't know. You know, it just did just the wording of it from a GM who in my time covering him doesn't have many slip ups like that. Like if he says something, it's, you know, it's normally the truth. He's probably not telling you a lot, but what he is telling you, it's probably straight up. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was just interesting to me. So again, Maybe offensive linemen in the first. You know, I mean, that, that doesn't have to mean tackle, but, you know, if Cam Robinson is facing questions, if Ben Barts is facing questions, if Josh Wells, I know he said he's healthy, but he's still coming off an injury. I mean, that's a lot of dudes injured, man. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. Did Shally get hurt at any point last year? No, he's a tank, man. He's yeah, a human. Did he get
0: hurt? At least. Did he get hurt? Come on. <laughs> All right, well, those are my two big nuggets. What else did you come away with from the presser?
1: He he basically – they both basically said they didn't think tight end was a need at all. Was that your interpretation of it? Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't remember both of them saying it, but I definitely remember, I think, Baki saying, like, someone was like, we don't really think we need to worry about it too much. Yeah. Yes, about it.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay, here we go. Bulky was asked how much growth is needed in a tight end room. He said, we're going to look to build that room and get as strong as we can. We don't feel it's an absolute necessity to add to that room, but there's an opportunity to add to it. We will. Yeah. And then Doug was asked about the tight end position later, and he talked about wanting to make it strong and stuff. But then he, he said, we still feel like Evan, Luke Farrell, and Garrett Prince right now, the three we have. We know we'll bring in guys who can't we'll compete there, but that's a strong room. Yeah, there's two young players there, but we got a lot of high expectations for those players as well, and they know that. So, I mean, that he, of course, you know, they could go ahead and take Darnell Washington at, you know, 24, Michael Mayer, and make us look stupid for even, like, talking about this. But, I mean, <laughs> it, it, when it comes, like, you know, bulky saying, you know, they have their needs and people can think about what their needs are, and he's basically saying, you know, people might think we have certain needs, but they're wrong. Tight end could be one of those to me where, you know, they see everybody thinking tight end is a big need for them and some people mocking them one in the first round where internally they're like, no, we have our starter in Evan Ingram. And I, I told you, man, they like Luke Farrell. Yeah, you did. I was going to say that. You've written about it too.
0: So, I mean, I think it's kind of clear in like their preparation for the draft too that you can research just because they had, quote, unquote, significant interest in Kinseyad, if that's how you say his name. Don Kincaid, I think. I think. Kincaid. I knew I was saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. Whoa. Dalton Kincaid. Uh, But it wasn't like an official meeting or top 30 visit or anything. To
1: like my that. knowledge, it wasn't a top 30 visit. It was a weird tweet by Schefter. It,
0: yeah. It, it was weird. All of Jacksonville's official like visits and meetings and everything like that, though, with tight ends has been like
1: middle rounds. I got a good Schefter jerk real quick. Okay. The tight end I never met. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I I had to let that one fly. I had to let that one fly. Oh man, you lost me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, either. Yeah, I had to cough it out. Oh man. So, yeah, I don't. I would be like surprised. As fun as the idea of Washington or mayor is, because they're just. They're both really good. I'd be surprised if Mayer gets the 24 at all. And, as good as they are, like, it's probably not going to happen.
1: And, like, I, I just don't know. Like, this is a team that even though, obviously, Doug Peterson, everybody says tight in, tight in, tight in. Zach Ertz, he didn't draft Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz was a second-round pick. Dallas Goddard was a second-round pick. You know, they've already paid Evan Ingram. I feel like paying a veteran is about as far as this regime probably wants to go as – when it comes to investing, like, like if you look at Trent Baalke's draft history, like he has not, like he's drafted Vance McDonald high. And other than that, that's it. Like he he learned he learned from that mistake. <laughs> who, who else? Who am, who am I missing? I don't know. They
0: double dipped that linebacker last year. Why not double dip that tight end? What is tight end not the linebacker of the offense?
1: It is the linebacker of the offense. So there you go. Yeah, they uh, only. I think I I was reading. The Jaguars provided us like with a bunch of draft stats, like of their franchise and stuff, and they've only drafted like eight tight ends in franchise history. In, didn't
0: you have them taking two tight ends though in your like last seven round thing lock?
1: That that was that was pre pre. We we adapted our information, guys. Yeah. we, we adapted our information. Okay, <laughs> Cold news. My bad. Here we go. The bulky. They provided us with the bulky breakdown, like a list of Ooh. all of Barkey's draft picks. He's drafted 76 total players. What's the conference he's most drafted from? SEC. Yep. 20, 20, even 76 picks. Okay. What's his most drafted position group? Defensive end slash edge. Yeah. And from what I can see, he's drafted like, and there's Vance McDonald. Corey Anderson was a second round pick. Like okay, he drafted Blake Bell. Okay, Jesus, okay, <laughs> he's he drafted four oh. tight ends. He's drafted four tight ends, and one of them was Luke Farrell, and he's been a part of like nine drafts as the GM. He he, he just does not draft a position. Ah, uh, John, they're not going to
0: draft a tight end, and then the offseason is going to get super slow in like two months, and then I'm going to go back and watch Luke
1: Farrell film from 2022. Here we go. They've drafted 107 players on offense in franchise history. Only nine have been tied
0: in. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think of uh, Will Mallory? He just had a local visit with him. I've seen, like, recent hype about him on the timeline.
1: I try to avoid University of Miami offense. I watched Tyreek Stevenson. That's about as close. I, 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 I straight up have not seen Will Mallory. I'll, I'll be honest. If he gets drafted, I'll watch him. But he's in my – like, after last year, after they got past Chad Muma. I was running blind. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> Snoop <laughs> Connor, that's a dude." <laughs> so yeah, I'll put Real, so I'll put Real Mallory in the Snoop Connor category for me this year. I I got none for you.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna watch film on him or anything. I'll just like know the names. But if there's like no names that they haven't shown interest in, then I'ma be in the same boat as it well. There would be a
1: name if they draft him. I've at least seen his name before, right? Which probably didn't happen with their last like three picks last year. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man! If only I didn't know about Gregory Junior. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot that's you were people. Don't have high expectations for this six rounder. Brought to you by Gus. I'll be my bit. Um.
1: <laughs> what <laughs> other nuggets do you have, John? Um. Yeah, I think he he mentioned he remember. mentioned he mentioned five quarterbacks being in the mix to go high, which obviously that's Hendon Hooker along with. Bres Young who's going one, CJ Shroud, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. I mean, the way he were it, he kinda of made it seem like like he thinks there's a chance Hooker could go before twenty four. Like am I am I wrong on that? Am I am I reaching? No, I, I like as you said earlier, he says everything, not necessarily for a reason, but like he's
0: careful with what he says. And so I think he would have stopped himself at four if he thought it was only gonna be four.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, yeah. Hooker going somewhere in the first 23 picks would be like an absolute, like, boon for them. That's true. Yeah, it it, it would be best-case scenario. Like, okay, let's see here.
0: I mean, something weird is going to happen. Like, a Jalen go. is going to go, like, 12 or something like that.
1: Oh, Jesus. And so he says, when you don't need a quarterback, and then there's four or five of them in the draft that people are coveting, you know at least five guys are going to go up in there it's going to push everybody back down. And you hope there's other positions that aren't real needed yours that are heavy at the top end, too, because they'll continue to push guys down. Like so I yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, like I <laughs>
0: said, that's all I was going to say.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean is, Hooker, is Hooker going to be a Viking, I guess? That's what I was thinking. That, that's got to be
0: it. I'm not, like the Patriots at 15 taking. Yeah. That'd it be funny. Like, this seems like they're a little bit sick of Mac, even though those rumors are probably. Present. I'm sick of Mac.
1: Um, I, I'm sick of Mac, so, Mac, dude. Mac Jones is just, he's one of my least fair personalities in the NFL. And I'll, I get it. He's from Jacksonville. He's from Jacksonville. The Grayson Allen of football. Yeah. He, uh, he, dude, I'm saying. Yeah. What's likable there? I'm with Bill on this one. Bring Tom. Tom knew his place, and when he didn't know his place, he took it up with his supermodel wife. And <laughs> Max over here, beefing with Matt Patricia. Mm, which went better? Which I I agree <laughs> that Bill did screw Mac over last year. That that was a completely yeah. assigned idea on offense. It but is. nonetheless, nonetheless. Yeah, I quarterbacks gonna go. Like I, I so mean, definitely definitely four quarterbacks are gonna go. Right now, I think Levis is gonna go number two. I think that. D'Amico and the super creepy Texans GM who are going to want to pick Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson, but yeah. ownership's going to be like, okay, you got to pick a QB, and yeah. the GM's always going to save his ass, you know? So I think they're going to go QB. Obviously, Bryce Young's off the board. They, they must not like Anthony Richardson, like Cesario, whatever the hell his name is put something out the other day where he was like, we had one quarterback in and he was trashing his, how he had multiple position coaches in multiple years and he was trashing his coach and we don't want that kind of guy. and It was obviously Anthony Richardson that he was talking about. For the, for the record, Team Richardson over here. Yeah, 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 no, I mean, if if Anthony Richardson tells me Billy Napier sucks, I'm going to take his word for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm not, wow. he, he, was, he was like, so is it somebody else's fault or is it your fault? And in my head, I'm like, it's somebody else's fault, dude. <laughs> it was someone else's fault. So the Texans aren't going to take Anthony Richardson. That's that's not <laughs> happening. It doesn't seem like anybody has at all plugged in has said that they're high on CJ Stroud. And I think CJ Stroud has the same agent as Sean Watson did. So
0: yeah, because there I, was like uh, rumors of them trying to trade up to one during the um, Panthers trade up. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they're like we definitely want young over anyone else by
1: yeah. So
0: I, Stroud and Richardson.
1: So I think they're going to want a pass rusher, but I think they're going to take Levis, and I think the Colts are going to get Stroud. Did you get Nolan Smith? I um, haven't taken. I have not take him. Bijan. Really? Yeah.
0: Ooh, Damian Pierce
1: is not going to stop a single team from doing anything.
0: I'm excited to see where Bijan goes. Him and like Richardson. I can't
1: wait. It, like, all these people was it? Chris Ballard said he had 17, like, first-round picks. Like, I I feel like probably 16 to 20 is probably the right range for how many first-round picks teams see in this draft. Mm-hmm. After, like, the first, like, dozen or so picks, like, B. John's going to be, like, clearly, like, the top guy, like, on the board for some teams, you know? Like, it's going to be him and then, like, several other tiers and then the next guy just by the nature of this draft class. Yeah. That's what that my argument for
0: mayor going early, too, is because i like yeah. not to the same extent as Bijan, for sure, because Robinson is awesome. But, like, at a certain point, like, the two of them are going to be, like, just too high up on team's draft boards to not take over just, Get, like, a B-tier, edge or a tackle.
1: Give me your guess on who Bulky – Bulky said he did think there was a best talent in the draft. Give me I your guess on who you think Huh? Definitely – I immediately thought Jalen Carter. I did too. Even though I don't know, they spent thirty minutes talking about character and how they only have one hundred and twenty-seven players on their board. So that's so, why he like specified talent
0: beforehand because he's like, "Oh, I don't know about player, but he said talent." Like, he, uh,
1: he, yeah, that's a good point. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. So, uh, that made me feel think- Another interesting thing they did say, yeah, like one one of the few interesting <laughs> things anybody's ever said about like culture. Doug yeah. was like, if there's a talented guy who maybe doesn't fit the culture great, we'll still bring him in because, like, you know, we feel like we have enough guys to corral him in. And he said that they used to do that in Philly. And yeah. I, that, that 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 to me was at least interesting that they're at least, you know, willing to make some concessions. I mean, objectively, I mean, Calvin Ridley, I think, was a concession
0: you think he was, like, viewed as, like, maybe locker room problem? Is, Not a locker room coach, problem.
1: Not a locker room problem, but... In the locker room? Yeah. Not a locker room problem, but, you know, or just bring, bring your hard hat to work. It would be great. Yeah. Right. yeah. I can see that. I, it's tough
0: to judge because, like, Peterson and Bocchi just went two different ways with it. Bocchi seemed pretty, like, set on, like, <laughs> if you got kicked out of a club in college,
1: then... I'm not drafting you. I would love for a GM to be like, I'm not going to draft you if you've ever transferred. Just have like <laughs> a, a strict rule on no transfers.
0: Uh, uh, that's going to be like, he's going to be out of the job in a couple of years with how many transfers <laughs> actually happen.
1: I Also, the thing that was interesting, De- Demetrius asked a good question, Harvey, about like the COVID years and how this could impact the draft. And yeah, with older prospects, and also some sure. younger guys being bumped down. He goes, "I don't think it impacts it at all." <laughs> yeah. and Keon White uh, went off in my head.
0: Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I, I think Keon's gonna go early, man. Like before the Jags,
1: they were, Yeah, they wouldn't invite him to the draft. If they didn't. That's what him. I was thinking. Like that's
0: like the biggest piece of evidence right there. like
1: no, they, they, they purposely don't invite players sometimes because they want to avoid like a will he or won't he type. You know, be drafted situ- right. like a Geno situation from a few years ago. That was that was horrible, man.
0: There's 17 players invited to the draft this year to be a part of it in Kansas City and wait in the waiting room.
1: Chris Ballard said he had 17 first round grades. I mean, like it. It sounds it sounds about right. Yeah. Um. Do you think 127 was a
0: nugget at all? Balky said there's 127 draftable players on his board.
1: I think it could Fair mean player. that. Maybe you see them get more aggressive at certain points.
0: Mm-hmm. I had them. I'm doing working on a mock right now where I had them trading up in a second, so just to like throw in one of their
1: late rounders. I could see that. Yeah. I could see, like that. That was my main thought. Was like I feel like they're confident that they're gonna get a guy at 24 in terms of you know the culture, etc. But as it gets later in the draft, maybe it'll be questioned. So yeah, maybe that. Maybe you see more day three trades like they moved up for Snoop Connor, you know? Yeah,
0: I was about to say new article idea. Who's this year's Snoop Connor?
1: <laughs> Tank Bigsby. Me.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be the correct answer.
1: Yeah. So I th- that was my, I guess, big takeaway from it. Man. That I don't know if 127 was a high or low number. I really don't.
0: I mean, at first it seemed super low, but then when you consider about double that is drafted. And I don't know, I feel like I saw another quote where if it's like 150, there's no way that you're not going to have people still on your board by the time the draft ends. So I don't think it was like that crazy of a number.
1: Yeah, and I I think it was more probably fit-based than talent-based, right? Or is it both? I think it's both. Like, If there's a talented linebacker,
0: then that doesn't mean he's off the board. He's just down the board, you know what I mean?
1: No, here it doesn't.
0: <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're I think they're going to draft a linebacker late,
1: dude. <laughs> like in the sixth round, but they're going to take that Clemson kid in the second round and <laughs> make everybody lose <laughs> their crap. Yeah, we got
0: it. Next week, we should do like the what the funniest pick would be at twenty-four because we talked about that a while ago. I don't know what it would be now that we've kind of gotten farther in the process.
1: I have a couple of ideas. <laughs> I'll right, we'll save it for next week. Be, yeah, we'll, be save for, we'll save it for next week, but for now, we're going to get a quick word from our sponsors, and then Gus and I will be right back.
0: All right. So the only other takeaway I had from the press conferences that occurred on Wednesday and Thursday. Were the Ed and Engram comments just kind of circle back. I mean, Trevor said he's going to be ready, and Bonky said that they're getting closer to an extension. Is that the right way to interpret? Or,
1: yeah, he said they're trending in that direction.
0: Trending in that direction towards a contract extension for Engram. So there's not really any news in this news report, but it still seems likely that Engram will be around for the long run, even if it's not happened yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it shows that, like, they obviously still want to get a deal done, which, you know, probably makes sense. Like, no team ever really wants, like, unless you're a franchise tag at a running back, nobody ever really wants their player to play on a franchise tag, you know, because you can just drive the cap down, you can manipulate it more, and they're under a long term deal. So, I do think that they obviously are still working toward that. And ideally, you know, they want that. And that's the best case scenario for both sides. But, uh, Again, you know, like, just the fact that he's, like, saying that's what they want to do, like, it reiterates that, okay, he's, for the very least, you know, for this season, he's, again, going to be, like, a major, major piece. Yeah, and I think, like, alarm bells would be
0: going off a little bit, honestly, if, like, Mayer or Washington were drawing significant interest from the Jaguars, because it would be like, oh, well, first of all, that's pretty cool, but second of all, maybe they're not really feeling confident about Ingram, so the fact that that isn't happening is kind of, sort of, a sign of confidence. Right.
1: Like, if you draft one of those guys, there's no reason to sign Ingram to a multi-year contract. You know, yeah. like, like, yeah, Washington and Ingram can coexist, but there's no reason to have a first-round pick and a big money tight end at the same time. How old do you think Ingram is? He's, like, 29, isn't he? Uh, he's 28. But, like, when I looked at that, or I was just looking him up the other day for something else, I was,
0: 28?
1: What what draft was he? Was he 16, 17? I want to say 16. 17, 18, 19, 20. He might have been eight. No, yeah, no, he was seventeen because he got the fifth year option. Yeah, he was seventeen. Hmm. So, let him for that draft. <laughs> Best draft ever. I was talking to the, the he, same said, that. he he he. He's not like old enough to the point where it concern you for like a couple year contract. I'm just I'm just wondering if it's. Yeah, you, know, you obviously have Calvin Ridley coming up. You'll have Trevor Lawrence coming up. You'll have Tyson Campbell coming up. You'll have Walker Little coming up. you have Andre Like You have a lot of guys coming up that you're going to have to pay. I guess my question is, like, you know, hey, how much is paying a tight end worth it when, you know, if you, you know, play your cards right, he's at best, you know, your third best passing option. And I feel like that's, you know, you can find a number three somewhere else for, you know, I watched I watched Moneyball the other day and, you know, you can, you can find three guys and get on base for cheaper.
0: No, that's actually a really good point because I hadn't really thought about that, how just the presence of Ridley is going to make everyone's jobs easier. And so – but it also means that there just won't really be as high of expectations or a need for Engram because, as you said, he'll be at best third in the pecking order behind Ridley and Kirk. So with two better guys in front of you, Like, you you could stand to not have a great tight end.
1: I do think the Ingram question goes beyond, like, the field and, like, what he brings to the locker room, just how much he's respected inside the building. I I do think that's an aspect of it and that, you know, if your locker room sees you pay that guy, they'll know that, okay, If you do things the right way with this franchise, you get rewarded, which was an issue with him in the past. You know, they would like they they pissed off so many past players who like like, you know, obviously it's probably worked out for them since then. But Ngakwe, that was a guy, you know, you drafted and you developed. He did everything right. was never in trouble until, you know, he started going online. But he was like the like the epitome. Okay, you should pay this guy. And then he sees them sign, you know, got other free agents who really had no business, you know, being paid. You know, the Andrew Norwells, Dante Moncrief's, That understandably rubs some players the wrong way. So when you pay the right people, it makes an impact. And I do think paying Ingram to a degree would do that for the Jaguars.
0: All right. I said we talk about Buda Baker before we get out of here. Let's do it. What do you think? All right. Well, so first of all, the safety from the Cardinals requested a trade a week ago on April 14th. And he's looking for a contract extension or just a new contract that would make him the highest paid player at his position. So Derwin is currently being paid 19 annually. So, John, how much do you think it would cost, first of all, to acquire Baker with the thought in mind that you have to hand him a $20 million contract annually?
1: Well, first of all, I want to say you did a good job with your rap sheet impersonation. <laughs> hey. I- you're going to make me stand up prove I'm not in a box. <laughs> I <laughs> I saw him at the combine and it's the dude Harrison, Harrison Ford from the new from the new Star Wars trilogy when he's like it's true all of it that's <laughs> dude. Yeah.
0: Saw so him at the senior bowl
1: uh a year ago.
0: Oh my gosh, dude. I I haven't been like so stunned to see a celebrity like maybe ever. <laughs> I mean calling him a celebrity is a lot but
1: how many celebrities have you seen? He's not
0: tall. Uh, I was just thinking about Jack Black because I just saw Mario. Uh, I was, like, in L.A. visiting an aunt or something when I was a kid, and my sister and I got an autograph from him in, like, a toy store. So that was pretty sweet.
1: How was Jack Black doing in a toy store? I
0: don't know. buying something for the kid he
1: probably has. I don't know. It's a little weird. <laughs> he uh, was, but he was really nice,
0: so. Yeah, no. Yeah. He did a whole song in Everything in front of
1: us. Yeah, he guys did a whole school of rock. You know, exactly. Rendition. It's yeah. Funny
0: school life lessons.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. cool.
0: So yeah, that's two celebrities that I've seen slash met right there.
1: There you go, Jack Black and the Interop Well, <laughs> anyway, Buddha Baker. Do you think <laughs> third rounder, third rounder, fourth rounder? I, I feel like in today's NFL, where Jalen Ramsey just went for a third rounder. I don't. I don't. From the conversations I've had, I think you could get booted for a third rounder. Albert Breer said you could get him for a second or a third. I really think the Cardinals are in like such like we don't care about this year tear down mode. Our owner is in a living hell every day. Yeah. You know, like let's try to yeah get some money off the books. I think you could get booted for a third rounder from them. Yeah, I would like the recent safe big safety trades are Minka
0: Fitzpatrick for a first. And did Jamal Adams go for two first-rounders? <laughs> That's two wild. First rounders? Uh, I think it was just those two. But those two also happened a couple years ago, and they were younger guys mm-hmm. who were, I think, still on their rookie, maybe not on the rookie contracts, but they were younger than Buddha is right now, which is 27. It, and as you said, like, the NFL is just kind of different now with Gilmore and Ramsey both going for a third. Then right. I agree. I think third is a good price tag.
1: Like he's probably similar to the Jamal Adams situation because Adams requested a trade because he wanted to be made the highest-paid safety, and it seems like that's Buddha's same thing. But I just I don't know. For Buddha Baker, I feel like is a better safety now than Jamal Adams was, even when people still thought he was good. But Mm -hmm. the NFL has always had a weird thing for Jamal Adams. I mean, he 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 went top ten despite never really being that good at LSU. That's true. And then who's the safety that Jonathan Abram? I feel I like got drafted in the first round because of him. Because Probably. it was like this is Jama Adams, and it's like, well, yeah, from Miss, uh Jamal. Jonathan Abram from Mississippi State. He like injured more of his own teammates on tackle attempts than he did anything else. But yeah, he seemed like he was a kid out of Friday Night Lights or something. I, I I personally can't believe how many people have seemed against the idea of adding Puda Baker. Like he, yeah. To me, he's a blue chip safety talent. Like, is that taking it to like, I think he's a top five safety in the NFL. Yeah. I think he's like at the bottom
0: of the top five safety list. So still a blue chip safety. And, and he's like, what people rave about
1: his like leadership and in, in the locker room kind of stuff. And he's what, 27, 28? 27 right now. He could easily fill the slot need, but he would he'd be so much more than a nickel corner. You know, he, he can be whatever you want him to be. He can be the yeah. matchup guy. He can help you with like, when other teams have like a unicorn on offense, like you know Travis Kelsey or whatever, the Jaguars don't have an answer, you know, right now. You know, like Tyson Campbell, he's a great cornerback. He's an outside, you know, cor- like he he'll, he'll take on your starting X receiver and you know put him in a half Nelson. That's no question. But yeah. like these move guys who play more inside, the Jaguars don't have an answer right now. Like de- they de- haven't
0: had an answer for years either.
1: Like Devin Lloyd's not that answer until he gets a lot better. You know, so Buda Baker would be that answer. Right.
0: And as you said, he can play all over the place from free safety to manning people up in the slot to being a plus blitzer and being able to help out, confuse opposing formations
1: and stuff. You could play him and Rashawn Jenkins and Andre Sisco together on the field easily. Easily. Yeah. And Todd Bowles did a decent amount of that or does a decent amount of
0: that in Tampa Bay, which is where Jags defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell kind of learned his ropes.
1: As, as a I, at least. Well, like you said you know he's a really good blitzer from the slot that's one of the things like the jaguars the nickel position with this regime like they value the most like they want like a slot who can make you know disruptive plays in the backfield so uh adding
0: baker as opposed to branch would obviously be a bigger short term plus but in the long term people like if you have a choice, would you rather draft branch in the first or trade the third rounder for uh Buda Baker and then give him that big contract?
1: And so then you can take another player, like so, just say for this argument's sake, you could take Torrance in the first instead, right? But okay. then like, since it's long term, like you don't really have money
0: to pay X and Y players when they hit pre agency or
1: players in pre agency pools. <laughs> it- I don't know if Brian Branch will ever be as good as Buda Baker is right now. And I think Brian Branch is awesome.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: I mean, they're like the absolute best case for Brian Branch is that he's somewhere close to Buda Baker, you know? Yeah, I say pay the man. Yeah. like I, I the, the Chiefs just paid Juwan Taylor however much money. And I, I'm not going to act like I understand their cap situation, but they have somebody – they've had like three Hall of Fame players like – on big money contracts the last couple of years and they're still making it work. Like figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Dude. For the, future. For wait, the future. Wait, figure it out. You know, they, they could have paid Tyreek Hill if they wanted to. And they already, Chris Jones is getting paid. Kelsey's is getting paid. Mahomes is getting paid. Also
0: getting paid
1: sure. I'm much too many is. Don't, don't prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, it, I thought, cause uh, Travis, Kelsey living isn't living meager, meagerly.
0: No, he's not. But he's getting paid like fifteen a year, which is just oh. underpaid for him. But he yeah, has- he,
1: he, he's under- all over Twist. You're right. <laughs> um.
0: All right. So, I mean, removing Branch from the hypothetical. Do you think it makes sense to trade a third rounder and pay him twenty million, or is the cost a little bit too steep? Despite I, the like incredible fit in locker rooms presence, because it's I like the perfect it. player to add. Honestly,
1: I mean, I, I would do it. Like it, they needed to take swings to try to you know get past Kansas City. Like yeah. you 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 need to add that top tier talent to get past the Chiefs. Like Calvin Ridley was one like obviously a good step in that direction, but do it like so. Basically, if you added you know Buddha, you'd have last year's team minus Jawan Taylor and Arden Key. But plus Buda Baker and Calvin Ridley, I mean that, uh, that's a good team, man.
0: Yeah, it's a good team, but is it like Chiefs, Bills, Ravens holding on
1: to my take for dear life? I think it's a, I I don't think it's Chiefs yet because nobody's the Chiefs. But I, I'd argue it's up there with the Bills roster. I, I think the Bills roster is kind of overrated, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's true. They can They've eroded a little bit in the past like two years. Bills two years ago the, they were pretty
1: stacked. The Bills had their time in the sun. <laughs> and it was
0: like barely even enough for like
1: they didn't they did nothing memorable with it whatsoever no no so I, I i i would do it personally i've been surprised at how many people have said they wouldn't do it i would do it too like i i that's not me saying i think that they have any actual interest or that they want to do it or anything like that it's just I think it would make a lot of sense for them. And I, I don't think Tony Jefferson, you know, he and Buddha Baker never actually played together. I, I both Cardinal safeties, one would assume they did. Mm. Uh, I triple check to make sure they did yeah. it because that would feel like something, right? Like Tony Jefferson and Bud Baker definitely played together. Yeah. No, but I had to check it too. But yeah, Ch- Jefferson left the year before they yeah. got drafted. Yeah. So, but I, I don't think he mentioned Jacksonville for no reason, you know?
0: Yeah. I think – did someone else mention Jacksonville too? Maybe I'm just misremembering. But I feel like there was someone other than Tony Jefferson with a little bit more experience breaking stuff in the NFL media world. Maybe
1: not. I'm not sure. Well, They're living in a fantasy, I (laughs) guess. Come on, Peter Pan. Join the real world. Okay. So – We'll, we'll we'll talk about this more next week. But if the draft was today, who is the Jaguars' first round pick? Go, Brian Branch. Yeah, that's what I said, too. Okay, more. one
0: last question about Baker. Just like, what do you think the timeline is? Because like the Jags have their second, third, and fourth round picks kind of sort of locked up next year. Because it's, yeah, it's they, gonna
1: happen Calvin Ridley, you'd, you'd have, have to do it before draft. Yeah, before or during, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. So at least we can expect Baker news the next week. That's
1: cool. Yeah, you would a million percent have to do it before the draft because, like, like you said, and a lot of people, you know, might not know this. Like, they can't those picks that they have tied up for Calgary next year. Like, nobody knows that they have to give up a fourth, third, or second. But mm. they can't trade any of them while it's still, you know, up in the air and unknown. So that's that's a good call, guess what? We're- do you know
0: specifically uh, like what the incentives are for the trade? Is it performance or just time played?
1: Um, I know obviously – obviously one of them, once I'm getting read and stated, which happened, that turned it from a six to a, a fifth. Okay, let's see right here. Okay, if Ridley makes the team – Ridley makes a team this year, then the, the second pick will be at least a fourth rounder. Playing time milestone converts the pick into a third rounder, and the Jaguars will give up a second round pick if they sign a long term deal with Ridley. And for anybody that's asked, like, oh, if they're franchise, album, do they have to give up a pick? I don't know. I was going to
0: say, like, what if they sign into an extension after next year's draft? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that they would just be the third rounder then. That'd be pretty tricky, pretty sneaky, pretty sneaky, sis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, got anything else, or should we get out? Uh that's that's a that's a good end. No, no, I mean, this feels like one of the most like like the most interesting part of the Jaguars draft process is them saying there are two or three guys they want, but that that, that that's how boring this process has been. So that. I mean, do you prefer this over the last two years? Uh,
0: yeah, honestly, because I think it's a little bit more fun to have to like do some digging into who they're going to be, rather than just like doing regular being like, yeah, Trayvon's going to be the pick.
1: Did you like his? Did you like his answer on top three visits? What was his answer? Said they're very very important. I did like that. The priceless. The priceless. Good. Priceless. All right. I should have. I didn't go through the list to see which of the guys, like what we've seen 25 of the names reported. They've had 30 in, but only 25 have been reported so far. I don't know how many of them were non combine guys, but that was another good point by him. Like you bring in guys who weren't invited to the combine so you can do your own medical check. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Would you say
0: pro days are more important, though? Or they're about the same? Put them on the same.
1: All right. What yeah. about
0: Tropical Bowl meetings?
1: Tropical Bowl meetings? Well, yeah. There's no,
0: your no, first-round pick right there. All right. Now that's going to be a six-round linebacker.
1: <laughs> next year, you're going to see the angry scout vet there. <coughs>
0: <coughs> all right. John, I'm leaving so I can get the cough drop. Uh, looking forward to next week, though. Until then, this has been the Jaguar Report podcast. Thanks for listening.